Fantasy Advantage podcast, and yes, it's all about the money, 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 because we are getting down to the final weeks of the NFFC season. In fact, Tom, this week is the last week for Fab. Spend your money. You can't take it home with you, correct? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we got the two Fab periods on Wednesday and Friday, but this is this is the week. We find out uh, after week 13 who gets into the championship rounds, who makes the playoffs in your league, so this is a big week, and uh, yeah, if you got money... Spend it because there's no more fan bids after this coming Friday. Derek, I was talking with uh, Chris Liss this morning on the air on Sirius XM, and we were saying when you're going into the playoffs, you have a team that you know is going to go into the playoffs. How do you set up your reserve rosters? In other words, he's saying, I need at least two kickers. I need at least two defenses. Maybe I need three defenses in some places if I see matchups that I like. You have 10 reserve spots. You have got a plan for weeks 14, 15, and 16, right? You do. I, I agree with Chris uh, a lot there, actually. You, you definitely got to go in with two kickers. It's not, it's not ob- you know, it's not, I mean, it's not optimal because you, you're probably just going to use your one, but you, you can't you can't go into the playoffs without a kicker. I mean, we've seen injuries happen on the dumbest plays, right? Onside yeah. kicks, a guy can be fall down the stairs or something, or, you know, hurt his back. So you definitely got to have two kickers. Um, I think I, I don't have a problem with three defenses either, unless you have somebody like Jacksonville that you know you're automatically going to going to play uh, you want to play those matchups right I mean the, the way the scoring has gone this year was scoring down kind of from the wide receivers kickers and defenses are more important than ever this year so I agree you got to and you know if you're you know assuming you're making the playoffs you have you know guys that have got you there so you're you you probably have a quarterback that you know you're going to use or two there right but you got your two running backs you got your three receivers and a flex so this the 10 reserve spots while not a ton. It still gives you gives you a chance to have two kickers, three defenses. You know, you can probably go in with four receivers uh, for using you know a, a flex spot as a running back or whatever. So, gotta have two tight ends. You know, what I mean, again with injuries, you gotta have at least two tight ends. So, two quarterbacks. I mean, it doesn't leave you a ton of spots, but but again, unless you unless you got the Jags defense, you can definitely uh, go in with you know more than two defenses. Absolutely. I'm looking at the defenses just from this week and down in our league that we have. These are all free agent defenses. The Giants, Tennessee, Miami, Washington, Arizona, they're all available. And they all were top 10 defenses this week. So you just never know which defense is going to go off. I think you got to play the matchups in weeks 14, 15, and 16. We've seen where the $100,000 is won by two points or less. So every little point is going to help you win $100,000 or $150,000. So... Don't hold back, everybody. Go crazy this Wednesday and Friday. Spend all your money. Load up those playoff teams with a lot of depth because you just never know what's going to happen, even kickers. If you lose your one kicker, you don't have another kicker. You're getting a zero in those weeks, and you never know what happens. A kicker can get hurt making a tackle or something, so make sure you got a couple of them right there. All right, tonight's the Monday night game. Let's get to that right away before we talk about the holiday weekend games. But uh, Houston-Baltimore, Tom? You and I are going against Charlie for first place in the FSTA. We've got Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. We're down 11.5. Derek, I asked Chris this. What's our odds of winning? We're up. We're down by 11.5. we got the only player left. It's Hopkins. Full PPR, 11.5. Uh, that's, that's six for 60. You guys got that in the bag. 
Oh, I like it. We were two to one favorites, according to Chris. Yeah, at least. I mean, yeah. Hey, it's Baltimore. They shot down the Packers last week. It's not Baltimore 2000. It's Baltimore 2017. Not quite the same. All right, we're counting it as a win. And if it doesn't happen, you're in game <laughs> shot, buddy. I'll tell you that much. We want this one. This will put us in first place and most points. So we want this one bad. Tom, what do you think? We got this one tonight? I, I think we do, but it's not... It's not locked in stone here. I mean, this is a tough matchup. The Ravens' secondary is very, very good. But as we saw last week with Hopkins going against Patrick Peterson, who's probably the best cover corner in the game, him or Jalen Ramsey, he torched them good. So they will feed him the targets. Barring something unforeseen, I think we've got this one. Unfortunately, had Dan fucking Bailey not gotten a zig, no, no <laughs> fault of his, obviously, not his fault. But a zero out of Dan Bailey was the kick, the kicker, literally. I mean, if we just got six or seven, we'd be, you know, sitting real pretty. But that's kind of what put us in a hole. But uh, I, I think we've, I think we've got it. I'll feel a lot better though when that thirteenth point comes in. Let me throw so a question back there. at you guys. I, I got my home league tonight. I got uh, the, the other guys done. I'm down thirty. I have Macklin, Tucker, Woodhead, and Flacco. Do I win? Oh God, yes. Oh yeah. Huh? PPR. I mean, uh, half, basically a half PPR, so yeah, it's a little bit. Here's, that's a slam dunk. All four of those guys can get ten points. What do you have so many Ravens for? Who the hell? What's that? Well, I got a ton of. I had Zeke. I had uh, a couple other wide receivers. I didn't like. I didn't play Marquise Lee this week because of Peterson. So I mean, just saying the, the matchup's great. So I stacked my Ravens and held out. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't play golf actually because I was a little bit worried about New Orleans. What the hell? Well, Flacco, I, I told you, you guys said last week Flacco was going to score two, te- throw two TDs, so. Why I, would you bench Jared Goff against the same defense without Lattimore? That was a slam dunk. I didn't, I didn't. You uh, already would have won this matchup. No, I wouldn't have. He only scored, se- he only scored 17 in, a, in our format, so I'd still be, I'd still be done. Well, you guys said he was throwing two TD passes last week when I asked you, so I felt good about that. So that's where I'm sitting. That's true. I, yeah, I get <laughs> Kansas City's just bad right now. They're, they're not the same team they were at the beginning of the year. I don't know why. don't have an answer for it. But right now, the way the Chargers are playing, that defense, I they got one matchup left together. Chargers win that. It's basically, uh, I don't know who owns the tiebreakers there or not, but I, I can't see Kansas City holding off uh, holding off the or, yeah, holding off the charge a bit. And uh, the, the only reason the Vikings game was entertaining because that was some of the worst officiating I have ever seen. I'm not one to call the refs out. Usually I know calls go both ways and stuff, but that was just ridiculous. That They literally made Mike Zimmer use a challenge on that Fells that he basically, Rajon Rondo dribbled the ball into the end zone when he was falling down. And the, and the replay officials obviously reviewed it because it's a scoring play and let it, stand until we challenge it. I mean, that's how bad that officiating was getting. I mean, Corrente and that crew is awful. They should, if they don't do another game all year, the NFL would be better off. I mean, again, I, that was just fucking terrible. On national TV, first game of the week, that officiating crew sucked. Uh, I think they like to take touchdowns away. I think Safarian Jenkins had another touchdown taken away. I mean, it's crazy how the NFL, 
Who knows what a catch is? I still don't think Antonio Browns was a catch. You guys do. I still don't think he got his foot down before he had possession of the ball, but it's crazy. I think they're taking away more scores this year than I can ever remember. I, it's not good for the game. I don't think it's good for the game at all. But uh, whatever. Hey, whoever won our Thanksgiving uh, challenge anyways, I didn't even score those up. I believe, me, baby. I believe Tom took that, that down. Me, baby. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, I cried the whole way. Ah, it was my psychological ploy, and it worked. It was your Keenan Allen and Philip Rivers, probably. Is that correct? Yeah, and uh, he got Rudolph, Rudolph too. Rudolph, too, yeah. Yeah, and San, uh, Samadji Perrine was pretty solid, so. Yeah, so give me my money, man. Huh. We weren't playing for anything. No! We were playing for, No! Tom and I did a two-man, actually, when you were gone, Gregor. Tom and I did a two-man. I kicked his ass in that one, so I don't feel so bad. Well, I'll tell you, Thursday was a tough one to figure out, and I did not see the Chargers putting up 460 yards passing or whatever with Rivers. I mean, it was crazy, but Cowboys stick a fork in them, just like the Packers. Who would believe that one player could be that valuable, but we're certainly seeing it right now. I mean, Sean Lee... Is a big part of the Dallas Zeke, obviously, too. But Sean Lee having him out, that defense is nothing with him as well. Tom, real quickly on the Packer game last night, people. I went to Subway and they said, "Oh, that was a good effort by the Packers." <laughs> I said, "Who cares? I mean, we didn't get a win." Well, well that's too harsh. No, it's not too harsh. You got to get a win when you're in that place and that situation. And I thought McCarthy screwed the pooch last night. What's he kicking a 57-yard field goal when he should just? Punt it down there, make him go the length of the field. The game was short field, and that tied it up 21-21. But uh, your thoughts on last night's game? Uh, I thought Hundley looked good. I thought Jamal Williams looked good. I thought Mike McCarthy looked bad. Uh, yeah, you don't kick a 57-yard field goal at Heinz Field. I mean, that, yeah, that was horrible. Their defense at the end, of course, collapsed because that's what Ted Thompson defenses do. He's terrible in terms of finding and identifying defensive talent. Antonio Brown is a stud. I'll say this. I, I said it in my column today. I'll say it again. We're going to have all the running backs going in the first round next year because they're just everywhere. But Antonio Brown, number one overall, you can make a strong argument for that. This guy is money in PPR. Number one last year, this year, the year before last, and the year before last, last. Four straight years in a row, number one PPR wide receiver. He is a stud. He is definitely, and I think Bell is too. I mean, he got 12 catches last night. I would be hard-pressed to take anybody over Bell right now, but he looked good. You know, like I said to Utah, in that situation, he had 17 seconds left. They left Antonio Brown open. I would have Lester hazed him. I would have just grabbed him at the line of scrimmage, not let him go, taken a 10-yard holding penalty, anything than what they just did right there, letting him have a sideline route you know, on a soft zone. And then they did it again. They gave up another pass reception. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Just mug him. Mug him. Take him to the ground and take your 10-yard penalty. They didn't have enough time to march down. 30 yards if they would have just played it that way. But uh, sickening. And, and again, Arizona played the same way against Jacksonville. All right, Jacksonville played the same way against Arizona. Arizona had no timeouts, gave them two soft outs, and they kicked the 57-yard field goal to win it. Ridiculous. So enough of that. Enough of that. All right, let's talk about some uh, quarterback changes here. We saw Tyrod Taylor yesterday. Looks like he's going to keep that starting job, as he should have. Nathan Peterman never should have been in there. Paxton Lynch. Hey, nice debut by him, <laughs> did you think, Tom? He's now out two to four weeks. It's Trevor Simeon's job. 
Yeah, well, congratulations, Denver. You fucked up a chance to win a football game by starting the most incompetent quarterback in the NFL. And that's saying something because Tom Savage is still starting. So Lynch is terrible. It was awful. As soon as Simeon came in, they marched right down the field and made yep. a game of it. So you, they certainly would have had an opportunity against a terrible Oakland defense to win this game. But by putting Pax and Lynch in there, it killed him. Boy, it killed Demarius Thomas. It killed Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. Killed everything. So, yeah, he fortunately for the, the Broncos, he's hurt. You don't like to see a guy get hurt, but in this case, that's good news for the Broncos because at least somebody who can perform reasonably okay at times at the quarterback position is back. There was a beautiful tweet on, going around yesterday. It got uh, retweeted by a bunch of people, but there it was uh, quarterbacks the Broncos have drafted during under the Elway regime, and it's, you know, the guys they have now, Semyon, Osweiler, uh yeah. Lynch. Yeah, those Lynch, and then it said quarterbacks drafted by the Colorado Rockies: uh, Russell Wilson, Michael Vick, <laughs> Todd Helton. I mean, it was just a classic list. But I mean, it just goes to show you that uh, wow, the Broncos are in trouble at QB. Yeah, they are in trouble at QB. That, that's all they're away from having a good team, I thought. But uh, Talib, I mean, that that fight with Crabtree and Talib was just insane. That's you just can't do that in a big game like that. I'm yes. sorry. Rip his gold chain off, be a man, take it outside, but you can't do that during a game. Derek, let me talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. We finally saw him, and uh, I understand why the Niners haven't started him. Uh, no, I don't understand that. What are they doing? Why are they not playing him? Do they not want him to get hurt or not want him to perform well? I don't understand it. What are they doing with him? Well, now they don't have a choice. Uh, Bethard's hurt pretty bad, it sounds like. So uh, I don't know what the reasoning is behind it. You spent a second-round pick to get the guy. Um, you know, I don't know if they don't want him to get hurt. I mean, if he if he has a great four games, does his value go up? Probably, but then you know you got your guy. you got to see if you got your guy, right? I mean, the, the three, two games or whatever he played with New England, That's just, it's just, I mean, you have tape on him, but that's playing with New England. That's different than playing on any other team, right? So he looked good in New England. That doesn't mean he's great. I mean, Kobe Brissett looked good in New England. He's he's average, in my opinion. So, yeah, the 49ers, you got to see what you got. You trade a second-round pick, play the guy, and see if you got your franchise QB. Is he a guy that would be picked up in fantasy circles just in case he has a big outing here? Well, for sure. I mean, what, he three plays, he, he made a nice scramble, completed two passes, rolled out to his left through a TD pass. I get it was garbage time, but uh, yeah, I mean, Sam, I, have no, I don't know what San Francisco's schedule is down the stretch, but as a, you know, Got to be picked up for a buck and throw him on your roster if you got a spot as a QB3 or something like that, sure. Let's stick with quarterbacks, Tom, real quickly. Dak Prescott plays on Thursday against Washington. Can you even start this no, guy anymore? No, no. He's got to play. He's got to show something on the field to get him back in the starting line. He has been atrocious, and I'm sorry. Worse than that. I'm not blaming it all on Elliott. I'm not yep. blaming it all on Tyron Smith not being there for a couple of games. Smith was back this past uh, Thursday, and he still stunk. Dak Prescott is playing poor football, and until he plays better, I don't care what the matchup is, no way in hell would I dare to stay. It's week 13, people. Yeah, this could be This is playoff week, so you can't afford to do it. Yeah, I hear you there. Uh, Tom, real quickly, let's go to running backs here. Kenyon Drake, looks like he's going to be playing, and uh, Damian Williams, he's out with a shoulder injury, could be out for a while, it looks like. Is Drake somebody worth picking up? I mean, Miami... They don't turn me on at all. I don't like anything about this offense, but do you have any love for Drake going forward? Yeah, I mean, he's going to get volume. Williams is gone. They use Williams in the passing game, so you would assume Drake will inherit that role. I think he can be a, a, at least an RB3 in PPR leagues, maybe some 
two upside if he can get 15 to 20 touches. So, yeah, I think he's somebody worthy of consideration. The matchup this week against Denver, I mean, I, I wouldn't bank a whole heck of a lot on it, but we have seen the Bronco defense has not been up to snuff the last several weeks. Hey, first Jerry, take. First, first take on the Tampa Bay running backs. I mean, Doug Martin concussion. Oh, I think they finally have a reason to not ever use Doug Martin again. He's been oh, terrible. Fuck all of them. Fuck you don't know Peyton Barber, no Jaquiz oh. Rogers, nothing done. Oh, oh. Gotcha. They're going against the Packers this week. Although they played a run pretty good, I guess. So. Maybe Chuck Sims, maybe. Derek, let's talk about Tydon real quick here. Not much on the free agent wire. Again, like we said, you're going to use a lot of defense. Kickers pick up for the playoff push here. But Ricky Seals-Jones is a player all of a sudden. Look at him. He had 17.2 NFFC points this week. And then let's talk about Greg Olson with the foot injury. You can't play him going forward, I assume, right? I, I certainly couldn't. I mean, uh, I know you people drafted Olson very high and uh, probably held him held on to him through the whole thing, thinking he'd come back strong and they'd have their, their fifth or sixth round tight end for the playoff run. But at this point with those foot injuries, we've seen, I think Des Bryant had the same foot injury, right? I mean, we saw Des try and play through it and he just, just played poorly. I don't. It's probably something where he may have to get surgery again in the offseason to, 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 to take care of that yeah. problem. So uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, I don't know if I could I mean he's had two games in a row with Gabbert maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a combination with Gabbert thing but uh, I'd have a hard time I mean definitely a pickup as a you know as a tight end too. uh Jermaine Gresham still there uh seems to be fading away a little bit but uh yeah. I don't know that I have a lot of confidence starting Ricky Seals Jones in the playoffs. God Gabbert's got a love with him you can just see it he's a big kid too I mean I actually thought that was Gresham out there but uh yeah he's getting the job done Tom real quickly Kelvin Benjamin torn meniscus Buffalo sure could use him, but I can't play him going forward. How about you? No, absolutely not. The only player I'd play there other than LaShawn McCoy uh, in the passing game would be Charles Clay. I, that's the only one I would have. I Maybe mean, Zay Jones, I guess. I know he scored, but there's not a lot. They don't throw the ball that well. They're not a big-time passing team. So, no, I have no interest in uh, Benjamin, even if he gets healthy. I have no interest in Jordan Matthews. I have very little interest in Zay Jones. I don't, how can you he get healthy? A torn meniscus, that's going to, I mean, that takes, I mean, that you don't need surgery on that necessarily, but the, I don't think that heals over four weeks, does it? Three weeks? No. No. It doesn't, but you can play with a torn meniscus. Uh, it's painful, but you can play through it. So that's what they're saying he might do. Yeah. So we'll watch that. Hey, it was a big week in uh, fantasy for some players. I mean, Julio Jones, 50.8. We haven't seen that for a while. Roethlisberger had 42. Uh, Antonio Brown, 40.9. Keenan Allen had 34.3. So, I mean, there are some big ones. Uh, Kamara, 36.8. Derek, is he a first-round pick next year? That's not even a question anymore. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I the, question is, the question is, is he number one overall next year? I think that's the true question now. He had 36.8 on 11 touches yesterday. 11. He's awesome. I mean, that's it. That's it. He's great. It's fun to watch. 74 yards, take it to the house, hardly even gets touched. Uh, Tom, is it good for him to have Ingram there next year or not to have Ingram there next year? I don't think it matters. Uh, I mean, he could certainly handle a few more touches, but, I mean, he's, he's doing all this in a committee. So, yeah. clearly, it's it's working if Ingram's still there. I don't have a problem with that as a Camaro owner. Yeah, no, I love everything about it, too, and I agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot of running backs next year. Some of those wide receivers will somehow slip in. I mean, Julio goes for 50.8. He always teases you like he could do this every week. In fact, why doesn't he do this every week? Why don't they target him more often? I, I don't get it. It took a wide receiver to throw it to him in the end zone. That's what got him going. Once Sanu threw that baby, that offense opened up. It was crazy. But, I mean, Derek, you've probably had Jones before. I've got him in this auction league. And it's frustrating because 50.8, that helps in total points. But 
Why can't you get 20-plus every single week out of this guy? They seem to use him, like to use him as a decoy for whatever dumb reason yeah. that is. Again, I, I'm sick of talking about it, but these coaches overthink shit all the time. Yeah. Just get the yeah. damn ball to your best players. Look at Antonio Brown, right? They feed him. Every single week, he's a monster. Yeah. Julio has that type of talent. They could do this every week. He's Nobody can cover the guy one-on-one. -on -one. He's too big. Oh. He's too strong. He's did too you, fast. Did you see some of those catches yesterday? They threw yeah. him up. He just, I mean, they were insane. His, and then his touchdown where he stretched out. It's insane. Uh, this guy is so good. I would force feed him so much. Bring him to Green Bay. We'll have Rodgers take care of him. <laughs> yeah. That'll teach you damn Vikings, boy. Put those two together. Actually, Tom, we could have had Moss here one time, but Teddy didn't want to give up a fourth-round pick for him. And he could have had Tony Gonzalez and didn't want to give up a fifth. Yeah. Oh, fuck this guy. God, I want him gone. All right, we better stop. Tom's getting unruly here. So, All right, let's watch the Monday night game tonight. Watch Hopkins go off. Have a win tonight, and then we'll talk all about it again tomorrow. Join us back here tomorrow. We'll do it again. Hope you win a lot of money this week. But remember, get ready for the last fab of the season. Then we get into the championship round. Good luck, everybody. Go Ravens.